everybody. Welcome to episode 106 of Fish and Connoisseur, a movie. My name's David Pether. You can call me Fish. With me as always, he's my favorite scum-sucking runt of a man. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how I feel about that. But my name's Connor McDuff. All right. I'm not a runt of a man. I'm a sack of shit, and that's all I'm going to accept. I'm not <laughs> anything else. It's a reference fucking to the movie. Don't get fucking all scum. up in your undies about oh, it. Oh, is it? I can't remember that. Yeah, line. there was one one dude. I, I I think it's one of the the guys talking about in you know in the church. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For for those who we're we're go, we're about to review Magnificent Seven. Some guy just rocked out this fucking blinder of a line that I really enjoyed. It was you scum sucking runt of a man, and I was like, I have to call Connor that. So there we go. That's where we're at. That's why I called you that. It wasn't personal. Maybe a little, but Maybe here little. we go. Uh, Connor, it's been um, six weeks since our fucking 100th episode. Can you believe that shit? I don't believe it. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like, I don't know, We uh, unless it's a big milestone, everything's kind of white noise. Like, we just get to talk every week. It's strange how it works, isn't it? It's always strange. It's always really yeah, weird. Yeah, it is weird because, like, like, I remember when we started it, like, every episode was fucking huge, and now it's yeah. kind of like, we're just we're just going through the motions. We're just yeah. having our weekly catch-up. We're fucking recording it and putting it out to the hundreds of people who listen to this Con- shit. Like, consistency wow. is key, people. Consistency is key. That's yeah. the fuck, yeah. I dropped something. So, so uh, as the name would suggest, we did in fact see a movie. It was a Western. And it was Magnificent. And it was Seven. No, it was Magnificent Seven. That was the film we saw. It's about cowboys and shit. Let me give you a, a quick fucking rundown. Uh, the whole film's based on an old film called Seven Samurai, which is about a bunch of uh, masterless samurai saving a town from some evil fuckheads. And this is about a bunch of cowboys saving a town from some evil fuckheads. So basically Denzel Washington's a bounty hunter, finds out that this guy, um, who I forget the name of, Bo or something, he's Bo. come and he's taken over this town and he's taking over all their land and just murdering people and raping and pillaging. And so Denzel rounds up a ragtag group of seven different cowboys who've seen the fucking world. One's a gambler, one's like a, like used to hunt Indians, another one is an Indian, another one was a rebel, um, like a, a confederate, and another one is like this guy who fucking throws knives in knives. people's hearts. <laughs> It's just like the, the craziest ragtag bunch of people. And he goes into the town and he trains the town up to defend themselves. And then they fight off the baddies and win. But first, four of the cowboys die. Chris Pratt, this, the big fucking, the big bear dude. Um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. And Billy, I think his name was. The, yeah, the Billy Asian. Rocks. Yeah. Billy and Rocks. So the four of them die, which is really cool because in Seven Samurai... Um, four of the samurai die and the other three just walk off into the distance. And in this film, four, ca- four of them die and the other three just walk off into the distance, which is a cool little comparison. First question I have is, have you seen Seven Samurai? I haven't. Have you? No, I haven't. So I didn't even know that reference. I did know it's a remake because this is a remake of the remake of, of Seven Samurai. There was a Magnificent Seven back in the day, ah, another Western. I didn't um, know that. Yul Brenner was in it. It's a fucking great film. Where 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 do you stand on westerns? What's what's I don't really know. We, have we talked about a western? I don't think we, we have. Hey, for late. We um. Oh, of course. But, but yeah, that's a, that's a Tarantino film. That's yeah. different. Look, my knowledge of westerns isn't too big, to be quite honest. My grandfather used to watch a lot of westerns, and I didn't really pay attention a lot of the time. So my knowledge of westerns is pretty limited. I do like, to be honest, Django and Hey, for late are probably the only two real westerns that I've 
that I've seen. Mm. But you, you love Django. You Dude, love Django. I fucking love Django. Django's yeah. amazing. So is Hateful Eight. Yeah, um, it's it's hard. It's so hard to like. I know they are westerns, but to me, like Tarantino's his own fucking genre. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no, you're right. Like, I was talking about Hateful Eight with someone the other day, and I was saying how arguably it's not really a western because it's just a bunch. Of, it's like a big interaction in a home. It doesn't really. Yeah. It doesn't really uh, uh, really follow western genre. Django does a fair bit. Django does. Django is a, a you're like a satire to westerns. Yeah. I feel, right, but uh, I where. I've always liked Westerns. I've watched quite a few. I've actually, um, you know, made a, a conscious effort over probably the last few years to try to go back and watch some of the classics like High Noon, Magnificent Seven, uh, and, uh, you know, some of John Wayne's work. I, I've, I really enjoy it, but I, I feel like I really need to be in the mood for it. Um, yeah. I, can't, I can't just jump into a Western. But there's always time for fucking manly man cowboys, I feel. Like, that's... That's something that, you know, boys are always going to well, enjoy. The know? thing about the thing about Westerns is that I've that I've noticed is like a lot of the time it's all about masculinity and it's always all um like about it's always like a tragedy. Like it's a lot of like a lot of death in a Western. There's always a yeah, lot of death. Sure. But but the tone of Westerns is always quite upbeat in comparison. Like there's a lot of it's all about sort of the glory of it and the heroism that follows. And it doesn't really... A lot of the time, it's not about that grit. Oh, True Grit. Fuck. That's the other one I've seen. Oh, True Grit's um, fucking incredible. Fucking amazing film. Again, well, is, not really a Western. <laughs> yeah, it's more a Coen Brothers film, yeah. isn't it? But like, I, I, I'd i probably... That's probably my favorite Western, I think, True is True Grit. grit. It's I, I really great, enjoy that. And it's mainly because of how good Jeff Bridges is in it. I feel um, like I've seen a bunch of Westerns and I can't, I can't just recall them at the moment. Yeah. Like, it's... I, <laughs> I feel like that's it's that way for everybody. Like, yeah, I, I've got a lot of. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't watch westerns, and, you, and then you rag, you rattle off like all those ones that we just talked about, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, I have seen them. I did like them. Yeah, it's kind of like it's not really like when you think western, you think like old school, Clint Eastwood, Hollywood, Eastwood, yeah. Clint Eastwood, like Clint Eastwood, like fucking Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, great film, um, few dollars more, um, fistful of dollars, all that shit. He's so cool in those movies. Yeah. I love that shit. My dad, like, they're my dad's favorite. So, and, and again, I feel like, you know, the generation before us has, was that, like, they grew up with the Cowboys and Indians sort of thing. It was like yeah. a staple of childhood back then. And not so film, much for us. No, not at all. And this film, I think, is channeling that uh, more than a channel, something like Django and stuff. I think it's trying to take back and be sort of a more traditional Western. It follows a lot of those sort of genre yeah, tropes Yeah, it really is. Like, I, I've read some um, interviews with the, you know, the director, and I don't know how to say his name, Antonio Fokwa. Yeah. He's the, the equalizer guy. Yeah, don't put that fucking film to your name. <laughs> I think he also did Southpaw, another one that you loved. Um, he, oh. um, he, he was channeling... Uh, you know, the uh, mainly the Seven Samurai. He wanted to go back yeah. to that sort of thing, but also those those um, old school spaghetti westerns yeah. that he loved as a kid. Um, and and you can you can see it. It's very it's very PG this movie. Yeah, it is. It's very. That's what I mean. Like it's got this lightness to it, but it's actually pretty gritty. Like one of the things I noticed is like there's a se severe amount of death in this film. Like just a lot of fucking people dying from the get go. Um, the whole plot is revenge. The whole thing. Um, yeah, I don't know if grit's the word though, because that was the one thing that I feel is missing. No, that's sorry, not grit, but I mean like there's a lot of well, there's, there's a lot, lot of, of gritty dying. themes. Like it's there's a lot of gritty sort of 
aspects to it, but the actual film itself is pretty light. You know what I it mean? It is. Like, it's a very light film. The way I sort of see the modern Western, um, the one that I always come back to is 310 to Yuma. I don't know if you ever saw that I one. Seen, seen uh, it was a few years ago. It's like, you know, Oscar bait sort of. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe, Ben Foster. It, it's it's a really, really good film. Just like super gritty, super... Fu- it felt like kind of real. Yeah. I that's, that's where I see the modern kind of Western. Western but that yeah. sort of Western, I, I don't know if it like has a mainstream audience these days. So lightening them up and making them into satires. An action, like the, yeah. You know, like well, the likes it, of True Grit and... Um, Django and even Hateful Eight, like people, you're sort of making fun of the genre or 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 just um, being very derivative of it, and yeah. rather than like playing to the rules of what it should be, and I feel like this is doing that, but it's not. It's not kind of. I don't. I don't know if it knows what it wants to be. I feel like it's kind of got because you're you, like you said that there, there are gritty elements to it, but it also is very light and kind of Disney-ish, you know. Yeah, it so, does have that tone to it, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't. I don't know where it's kind of trying to come, and and there is a lot of death in this film, like especially in that final scene. Holy crap! How many people die? But to me, it actually becomes like Arnold Schwarzenegger film style, where there's just such an outrageous body count that... Yeah, I mean, I, like, I just kind of accepted that tone. Like, I just kind of accepted it was going to have that sort of PG tone to it. Like, I remember watching these sort of action films as a kid where they're not very violent. Like, they're actually not that violent in what they show. It's more yeah. what they imply, and this is kind of what that was. And, and I don't know, I, I kind of accepted it pretty quick. It's funny because, like, I don't know what I expected of it. Yeah. I, I remember coming through it like about halfway through the film, I, I, I just wasn't digging it. I just wasn't yeah. digging the, like the tone. I'm, I, I was like, kind of like, oh, I wish yeah. this would just get a little bit more serious or get a little bit more funny. And it was just sort of middle ground and I, I wasn't as on board with it. Um, so I, yeah. I guess that's... I, I need to make a disclaimer also before we, we further this review is when I came into this movie, I was in a fucking cunt of a mood. Oh, well, yeah? <laughs> I was just in the shittiest mood. Me and um, you know our boy Reese and a few of my other mates were going to to see it at IMAX and yeah. Melbourne traffic at the time that I was trying to get to this fucking movie was just outrageous. So <laughs> it took me a lot longer than it should have for me to get to the to the movie. And by the time I got yeah. there, I just had the shits. And as we've we've brought up a lot of the time. Um, you know, your mood the, will the affect mood. your viewing experience. It does. The mood affects your viewing experience. So any kind of negative connotations I have towards this movie are amplified by the fact but, that I yeah. was just, I was just in 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 the depths of shit. I was so pissed off. <laughs> so well, I am just bringing that up. The one thing that pissed me off the most about this movie. We've got a great ensemble cast. Yeah, okay? they are fucking awesome. We've got a, a movie called The Magnificent Seven which I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with all these surface-level interesting ca- characters. They do nothing with them. <laughs> they do okay, nothing. Okay, we're on the same page. So Definitely like, not. So, what? like, look, I, I was kind of the opposite. I kind of went in and I wasn't overly excited. I was kind of like, eh, I fucking hate the Equalizer with every burning fibre of my body. So this wasn't necessarily on in, in the best the best of uh, parts of my mind. But I went in, I'm like, But it had Chris Pratt. Is... How is Chris Pratt not uh, uh, I know, a but no, no, like he is, but just the director is kind of more of an influence. It, it really got to you. It, um, yeah. And so like, 
kind of going in, I'm like, wow, this cast is pretty fucking cool. And then you introduce the characters. I'm like, oh, these guys are all pretty fucking sweet. I love Ethan Hawke. I love Chris Pratt. And then they spend about 45 minutes, so sort of the core of the film, doing absolutely fucking nothing with any sort of character relationship. And then the film has a big action scene. And then it ends. Like, nothing happens with these characters. None of them interact on more of a, like surface level none of them like have any drama or confrontation they're all just mates from the beginning yep, they're all you know, just sort of no, friends no they're not not they're not though that's kind of the problem the thing is that they've almost got it there they've they they tease you with it like there's a part where um the mexican guy rocks up and, oh we got a oh we got a mexican and it was kind of like oh there's gonna be some fucking racial tension here like what's this all gonna be like and you know i'm thinking shit that's like that's pretty ballsy to make yeah. Chris Pratt a fucking racist. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was fucking hilarious. And I'm thinking, I'm interested to see where this goes, and yeah. it goes nowhere. That's what I mean. Like that, that's what I mean by they're all friends, though. They're just it's like banter. It's just like it's the sort of thing uh, you and yeah, I okay. would do. You know, like it's not like they're nice. They're, they're they're mates, but they don't ever actually get to the point where they're like, I'm gonna fucking end you. You know, which is weird yeah. because like these guys, I think the whole point is that here's a bunch of people that are pretty much on death's door already. They're all like either broken, they're very broken people. Chris yeah. Pratt's an alcoholic and he gambles and he's got no one. The Mexican's this outlaw who's wanted. Um, Ethan Hawke has severe PTSD. These are all very broken characters, you know, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of room where they could have just spent so much time oh, playing with it. Like, so I, that's what I expected. I thought they were like, the, you know, before this big fight, they're all going to fucking hate each other. There's only one real character that gets any real death, and that's Ethan Hawke, which is great. So why not do that with everyone? Like, why have it? It's just annoying. It was just silly. Yeah. I want to get to Ethan Hawke, but my, uh, like, this is where I think I'm really feeling that lack of grit is it, there would have been more grit and tension yeah. and more to play with with these characters if they if they'd kind of gone with what they've sort of set up like you said they've set up these broken characters but then even even like the 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 gathering of the team is kind it's, of it's like it's so weird isn't it's it it's what like how like one how where did they all come from did i miss something like does no. denzel just know where these guys are denzel, did they say there was, no. was there a line dropped the pacing, this is, it's the same guy who did the equalizer and the pacing of the equalizer is fucking horrendous. And he does the same thing that I fucking hated about the equalizer, which is he just skips over what the best parts of a story are, which is the introduction and, 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 the, and introducing your audience into this world. And he's just like, the whole point of is getting these seven together. But instead of spending any real time of these characters meeting each other, they all just kind of say yes. They're all like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, that's um, right. Um, Again, there's no, there's no, there's no drama. There's no drama when they meet. There's no drama when they're all together. It's all just that surface level story. But what I, what I don't understand is, is that they spend so much time on this bullshit. Like the, the whole, like most of the movie is the gathering of the team. Yet there is none of what we want in it. Like none of what you're just talking about. No, there's there like, isn't. So the time is there. They've got the time to play with, and it's like they rock up. They get like a little introduction, and then it's like, you know, fist bump. We're in the fucking team. Let's go. There's next, of, next character. There's a lot of plot, but there's no story. So there's a lot of. And then this is happening, and then this is happening, and yeah, this is happening. Yeah, but yeah, there's, no, right. there's no, there's no story then, to it. It's, and then, literally, and then. 
it's like a bunch of people hanging out in a town and they're just trading the town. That's the, that's the thing. And you don't actually see the townsmen progress. You literally just see a bunch of townsmen still be shit. They're still shit by the end. Like yep. nothing, nothing really changes for anyone in this film. Is the no, problem. and definitely not in characters. Like there no. is no character development whatsoever as, as far as I'm concerned. Like again, they set up things. Chris Pratt's a magician and an alcoholic. What magician? Like yeah. he's like let's bring what why is he a magician? Let's bring that back. He had some really cool scenes at the start, like where he, you know, he fucks over those two guys who are trying to trying to kill him. He's like that was card, fun. Yeah. Give me more of that shit. Yeah. He just he just sort of fades into the background. The problem is there's there's too many characters and they don't know what to do with them. Well, so I don't they don't even, spend the time with them. I don't think there is too many characters. I think I was like seven's a big cast, but then I was like They've got these characters are so colourful and so contrasted. The cast. No, I'm is saying so, there's too many characters for what they're what they're doing with too them. Many they don't know how to this, handle them. Too many characters for this fuckhead director. Yeah, yeah. like they're just like <laughs> well, like you've got like a fucking guy who said scalped Indians through like before he was introduced in this film. He scalped Indians. Yeah, and you've got an Indian in the group. How does that dynamic oh, no. not ever become a serious thing? Like, how does that not become a real thing? You know, like that's, I don't know. It's stuff like that. But it's like just on the GI Joe shit, you know, yeah. it's just like, we've got these interesting characters that look cool and they've got some sort of fucking, you know, background to them and they, and they, they would make a great action figure, but we're not going to go into the, the their, backstory yeah, of them, especially Bear. That bear guy, I was so interested in. He, he talks cool. kind of weird. He fucking moves around kind of weird. He's really strong, but like again, there's like, where does he come into play really? Yeah. Like, he tackles a guy on a horse. And they've got and they've got um, Ethan Hawke basically being the only character with any real development. But What's I have a problem with his development as well. Like, me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they they really tease you. With like he has this weakness, he has this PTSD. He's really affected by something, and you're kind of like fuck. And it, it's like that that first shootout when he can't pull the trigger. It's great. It's like, whoa, man, this shit's getting deep. And then you know he he doesn't even want to pull the trigger when it comes to the training, and then he just does. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the end of that. He that's... he seems like he has an interesting backstory because of his civil war background and all that sort of thing, but it doesn't pay off. It doesn't come uh, back as nearly as much as I hoped it would. He's also smoking jays the whole way through the film. If you didn't know, I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> yeah, smoking. True. True. He's, sm he's smoking weed the whole way through the film, which I actually thought was pretty cool. Like I was like, that's a good. Like I actually liked that aspect because it's it's such a subtle thing. Here's a character smoking weed. Oh, it's because he has severe post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. I did like that, but again. This film does all the surface level stuff really, really well. You know, yeah, like it, it does, does all the all the bits that a lot of films suffer with really, really well. But then the core of it, its actual story is where it sort of falters, you know. Like yeah. that action scene, that first scene where the seven of them literally go into the town and fucking decimate it. It's amazing. Like, I love that scene. That was fucking great. I had such a fun time. You've got all the characters together. It's in the middle of the film. Finally, we get to see the whole reason behind why they're called Magnificent Seven. But then, like, it's like, okay, cool. So we get it. They're fucking sick. Now, throw them into the, like, make, make them suffer. Like, crumble them. You know what I mean? Like... Break yeah, them at their knees. like first of all, before we talk about that, I just want to like with that open that first yeah. fight scene. Yeah, it is really cool, but I still don't feel like we're really shown what the strengths of every character yeah. is. 
And if we are, it's super, super surface level. You know, like in every ensemble piece, like any, any Fantastic Four, any fucking Avengers, there's like every, everyone has their certain power, you know? Yeah. And where, where are they all coming together? I just feel that they're all good with a gun. Yeah, and, that's... And Billy you know can what? throw knives, you know? That's, that's, that's it. Like, I, I agree. I think they, they sort of try a little bit. The bear's like very hands-on. You've got one yeah, with knives. Like they're, and they're then, hinting. They're hinting at certain... Uh, Ethan, you know, Ethan Hawke's meant to be the best sharpshooter, but like all of them are fucking excellent with a gun. I was like, just going to all... say, like, I could, like, for one thing, like we've already seen Denzel fucking rock out with the revolver, but there's, there's never really a point where we are shown that Chris Pratt is a good shot. You know, he just, yeah. oh, he is, apparently. He knows his shit about guns, so he must be a good shot. Like, I, I really thought that he would be more, like, comedic and, and like, kind of lucky in the way, because he's a yeah. gambler. He's a, he's a magician. I, 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 thought, I thought that he would just, like, arse his way through things, and especially because he's, you know, the comedic relief. I thought they were going to yeah. have fun with that character, but he's just kind of as badass as Denzel is. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's just fucking cool. Like, that's what I mean. The surface level stuff's there. Cool characters, they're good at what they do, but there's yeah. no depth to any of it. Like, it's so frustrating because that's It's that so final... frustrating because, like you said, they've set it up perfectly. Yeah. Now, now, where you're talking about the, the characters needing to suffer, this is the ultimate fucking downfall with this film for me, is Nothing once they suffer. get to that final um, fight... They're taking out all these guys, no problems. That's fine. They're, yeah. they're just a bunch of bulletproof fucking heroes that can, you know, can't be killed. That because didn't have, yeah, like that I was, was talking about before, the, the body count just becomes overwhelming to the yeah. point where I just don't care anymore. I it's, loved it. I actually, I actually really liked how fucking good they were. It was one of the things I loved was just these guys are just these fucking legends. Like, I thought yeah, that was Yeah, but it's really not cool. justified because the, the no, characters aren't built enough. It's not. And that's, and that's sort of, again, like where I can agree with you. Like, it's really fun. And on the surface, I'm like killing my brain just watching it, you know? Which is fine for a movie, you know, where some, like this is, is a popcorn flick to but, the, to the strength. But it's, but. it doesn't, it, it, the difference is we can't talk about it and say that it was really that satisfying because these characters don't suffer. They just keep winning and then they die. And that's the problem. They go from one extreme to the next. They don't yeah, have any so the, middle ground. The deaths, the deaths to me, like we're really jumping around here, but like the deaths to me really had no weight to them no. because they didn't have to suffer or sacrifice really. Like there's a little bit of sacrifice in what fucking Chris Pratt is doing, but it's, it's still like not enough for me because like I really feel like they could have won any number of other ways. Now, Now, when the Gatling gun comes out, there's a little bit of like, oh, fuck. But yeah. then it's kind of like, oh, no, it's cool. You know, like, uh, it's then, just, where, then, where's, where's the, where's the low point for these characters? And then, and then they all get fucking, exactly. There's no low point. So when they die, like there's a, there's a couple, Chris Pratt's was super satisfying. He had a great death. And Ethan Hawke dying. I was like, yep, he, I, I'm glad he died. They're good um, deaths, but like, you know what I'm saying? Because they haven't been suffering no, before. I feel like they could have you know, killed them in any other way. Like, they, 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 I feel like they didn't need to die in the way that they exactly. did. Exactly. They tell, yeah. don't show, because they've got, like, the whole way through it, we're going to die, it's going to be tough, we're probably going to die, we're going to die, we all know we're going to die, but we're going to do it anyway. But they don't actually show why they're going to die. It's just like, oh, this is going to be hard. They go into a town and massacre 22 people with no problem. So you're like, are they really going to die? Like, there's no, like, there's no fucking tension. There's no tension. That's what it is. There's no tension. 
And so when you've got no tension, you've got nothing to go off and it you end loses up with- it. Yeah. And that's, and that's the most disappointing thing because the elements are there to do it. Yeah. Now, Ethan Hawke coming back at the end, like that's, you know, he leaves the team um, yeah. because he can't handle it. The PTSD is getting to him. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. This is cool. I'm like, yeah. okay, here we go. And I like, we all knew he was coming back, but how underwhelming was his return? It was so shit. Like, he comes <laughs> like, in on a horse. Oh, my God. Like, what should have happened? This is the way I would have done it. Is once that Gatling gun came out, they're like, fuck. They're, you know, the Gatling gun's just shredding the town. The team's, like, in a hole. There's, it seems like there's no way out. And then fucking Sharpshooter comes in. Yeah, He's exactly. the only guy who can hit it from that far. Fucking takes out the guy with the Gatling gun. Saves the day. We're back on top. I feel satisfied. We all leave the, the cinema happy. That's not the way they did it. He just comes back and then gets up the dies. top of that fucking bell tower and, and yells dies. a lot and just shoots. <laughs> and then dies and gets killed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... like he's not... This is what I'm saying. They're not using the characters to their no. strengths. Like where's, where's his sharpshooting come into it? It doesn't. It doesn't. The only, mean the only character that had like a really fucking satisfying, well, Chris Pratt and the other one that had a really satisfying sort of, sort of like final moment was the Indian and him fighting the other Indian. I was like, that's fucking sick. Like I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that fight would have been a bit cooler. Exactly. Like it, like it had a nothing feel like he comes in and fucking just destroys this other Indian. Doesn't even like have to worry. He just I fucks know, him up. It's... You're a disgrace and just kicks him off. Like, it would have been cool to actually see them struggle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would have been nice. But we don't get that. We get this guy who's just fucking great. Again, they're all great. Nothing happens. The Mexican was such a cool character and I really wanted to see him and Chris Pratt like really fucking, you know, I've said it before, but he doesn't. Have a, but by have a the rivalry end, of sorts. But by the end, like there's that moment and this is what I love about friendly rivalries is that there's a lot of tension, but because they genuinely respect each other, they have each other's backs. And there's That's a moment right, yeah. at the end where Chris Pratt's shot by one guy. It's that the other evil guy, like the little henchman. And the yep. Mexican comes out and fucking murders him for shooting Chris Pratt. But like, there's not enough, like, there's not enough there. Not enough passion in there's, that relationship. Yeah, there's not enough play with those two. That, like I said, the, the tension should have been running through the entire time. Yeah. They should have had that, you know, um, Gimli fucking Legolas rivalry of how many people they're killing. Then they do, they start with that in the first scene and then that, it yeah. just disappears. Like, and they're all of a sudden, they're just all buddy-buddy. And yeah. but, but the problem with the, every, even when they are buddy-buddy is there's no camaraderie. No, there isn't. Like, I don't feel like these guys are buddy-buddy. I feel like these are a bunch of actors who've been told they need to act like they're being buddy. And they, and they, but those actors do well. Like, their performance is fucking good. It's just... It's a matter of, like... It's just direction. There's it's like direction, the, yeah. There's moments where they do really, really try. Like, there's a moment where in that fight scene, the Mexican and Chris Pratt are, like... They fucking hate each other still. And, like, they, they go back to back. Like, there's this one shot where oh, they're firing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's fucking cool. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. There's not, mm. It's gone now. What about, what about the bear when he died? He got a bit of a, a he got a pretty thing going on there. Um, Did- I don't really care. You know, like, mm. it was cool. It's cool, but it's nothing. It's okay. Like, it's just okay. That's, that's the problem. There's no tension. What, yeah, was up, what was up with his fucking accent as well? Like, I was really interested because he talks kind of funny. 
and um, I think, I think and it was, <laughs> and he, and, but it, it sort of comes and goes. Is like the accent breaks as he's going. I think it had something to do. I think they were trying to like create a contrast between the way he looked and the way he acted. You know how like big, big, the biggest character generally will be really kind and sweet. Like I think yeah, they were trying yeah, yeah. to do that, but really it just was a bit fucking strange to be honest. Like, like it's, again, they don't do anything with it. I've actually um uh, a listener of the podcast, Nadine Van Wick, who's a good friend of mine, has been messaging me all day about <laughs> this, this fucking movie. And yeah. the first thing she said to me is like, you better be reviewing how they fucked up Magnificent Seven. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. And she's, and she's the big, a big issue that she had was that that character, if you're going to make him talk like that, explain why the fuck he does. And... Yeah, or, or, exactly. or at least have that come through in his character that he is this soft sort of person who could break mm. your fucking neck if if he needed to. I agree. I, I just think, like, if you're going to do something as drastic as have a funny accent, which instantly got my attention. I was like, ooh, because he's the guy from Jurassic World. He's the InGen guy who gets killed by Blue. And I was excited to see this guy because I just fucking hate him because he's the bad guy in, in Jurassic World. He's also the kingpin in... um. Daredevil, the Netflix I, show. I haven't seen Daredevil. So he's, he's quite a good actor and he's got a bit of range, actually, I've found. I just wanted to see what he could do and they don't give him anything to do anything nah, with. And that's don't. disappointing at the most of times. It is. And the, the main villain is another one that just like was really severely underwhelming. Like they set him up at the start and he's fucking evil, man. Like he's fucking evil. And I'm like, whoa, he's like a fucking mean Yeah, guy. I really like Peter Sarsgaard, that, that actor. I think because he's such, he's so delightfully bad. You know, yeah. he's but like, such but, a bad guy. But he, but the end, like he, sh I wish he was good. Like this is the problem. Like I wish that they're able to fuck up all these guys, but this guy, this bad guy, is bad for a reason, and he comes in. He's actually a challenge to these people. You know, like yeah, I wanted he was just to see a bitch him in the end, wasn't he? He was just a fucking puss. He comes in. And he, Denzel just fucks him up again. The no drama. Denzel fucks him up. There's that one moment where Denzel's choking him out, and. This guy pulls out a gun and nothing happens again. It's like day ex machina saved by the fight by the girl. But like, yeah. Did you think that he was going to shoot the bell and it was going to drop on him? Cause he kind of looks up cause they're in that church there, you no, know, or whatever the that. town where that bell is. I thought that was how he was going to kill him. And I was like, that's fucking cool. That would have been fucking sick. That and then the cool. girl shoots him. It's kind of yeah. Like, yeah. Now, now a big, we're talking about good and evil here. Now, one thing that they do in this movie is make two very perfect sort of groups of they do. these are the good guys. And these are, and the, these bad are the bad guys. Yeah. Which I guess is very true to form in terms of like, you know, your old spaghetti westerns. There was yeah. all, they're always either really bad or really good. But come on, modern sensibilities, guys. Let's, uh, we need to kind of yeah. sympathize with our villains. Well, like and Denzel, I think Denzel was too perfect in my opinion. Like he's, he's pretty much, I really wanted him to die. I thought Denzel was going to die. I thought mm. he was, I thought he was too good. Like he's calm. He's always calm. He's always happy. He's always got that smirk on his face. He's always good at He's everything. Always got that swagger, that yeah. Denzel swagger. I kind of feel like Denzel, like pay, like they paid Denzel a substantial amount of money, and Denzel got to come in and be fucking cool. I wish, I wish there was more sort of. And they go into it at the very end where they show that it's actually because it's for revenge and shit. Yeah, and yeah, which I liked. I, I did like yeah, when that finally but... come into it, but it felt it was very exposition. I'm yeah. going to tell you how it is. It's not. It's just like. 
feed us that throughout the film. Like we've kind of got little uh, yeah. bits and pieces dropped here like, that he had a relationship is... with Ethan Hawke and that, but he doesn't really get much either. And he's he's the one who gets the most time. But yeah. what I will say is that Denzel is a fucking badass he's just when he's cool... doing his thing. He's the coolest fucking guy. He's just oh the coolest God. guy. Fucking in that final scene when he starts unleashing, like when he's on the horse just fucking racing through the, yeah. the town. Holy shit, that's cool. They just like they do the action pretty well. Like that's what I mean. Like if that's all the surface stuff is there, but there's not enough for that character for it to be like, holy shit, my mind's blown. It's like, oh, that's fucking sick. But like, Mm. I want to feel more than that. And a good a good example I think is is uh, Fury Road, only because like a lot of the time, all the action throughout that film is super super justified. You know what I mean? Like it's all very very like, hey, this is happening. For this reason, you know, whereas yeah, it's it, that's the movie that did it perfectly, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's just you can't. It can be done. You can be fairly surface level with just like a, a hint of depth to your characters and, well, like, and give Taken. us enough. Look at Taken. Like it's mm. 20, 20 minutes of him showing how, like, what he's like, his skills, and the state of his life. And so when his daughter's like stolen, you don't need anything else. You're just like fuck yes, and it's just him fucking destroying everyone because all he has is his daughter you know like yeah, it's yeah. just it's just he's, it's all story even when you feel like it might be plot it's all story whereas this film is just lots of plot and no story so much plot so much yeah. gathering of the information yeah. gathering of the team and we finally get to the to the to the final battle and the, the depth isn't there for me to give a shit about it now yeah. but while we're talking about Denzel I've got a point that I'm almost reluctant to bring up because I, I don't know how I feel about it but I yeah. also feel like they've kind of dropped the ball in in some sense we've got a black cowboy yeah set in western times mm-hmm. which you know I, I as far as I know was a very white dominated sort of time uh, at least in in movie worlds and they sort of hint at a little bit of like racial exploitation when he comes into the bar at the start and they're like we don't serve your kind around here and yeah. i was like okay here we go it's gonna be it's the black guys walked yeah. in and he's gonna fuck them up and show them how it is now there's one part of me that loves that that never comes back into play because why can't we just have an African-American yeah. badass who comes in, especially someone like Denzel, who's fucking just badass as it is. So it doesn't matter what color your skin is, but it's also something that really could have added to this story. Like, where yeah. do you, What do you think? Well, look, I think I'm glad it wasn't a big aspect of it because it's a very easy aspect to have. Django only came out four years ago and that was the whole premise of that film. Yeah, that's One true. Of the th- so, so this is set after the Civil War. So it's after slavery was abolished. So it's set after Django, if that makes sense, if you were to put mm. those two in, in the timeline. So there's that aspect and they go into that where Ethan Hawke was a rebel and he ends yep. up and they end up you know, being on the same team. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the reason I will agree with you though, where it could have added depth, is because there's no depth anywhere else. So I think if there I was, I think that I, might be it. And and I think it's also annoying to me that they tease at it. Like there's, it's definitely a reason why they've said that line. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean. It's not well, like, like it's it's not just a honestly, you know like a, a guy walks into the thing. It's it's a black guy has walked into this bar. I, I think if they if they went about establishing better character dr- drama and sort of better character relationships and went into that more, I think 
you, we wouldn't even think about it because there's already so much story. But because there's no story and they hint at this aspect of what is actually a pretty important part of history, which is the severe amount of racism that went on in America for years, like you're kind of expecting it, you know, especially because there's nothing else. So you're like, why the fuck didn't they go into that race thing? They, they, it's there. But again, we're like, why the fuck didn't they play with Chris Pratt and the Mexican? Why the fuck didn't they do this? Like it's all these things that it's just why, why not? Why God, you know? So mm. I think, I think yeah, that's, no, where, that's right. That's sort of the difference. Look, we've, we've fucking ragged on this a lot, but the, the action is good. Again, we're coming back to the surface level stuff. And look, I, I am a big fan of the macho man come in and just fucking take out a town sort of movies. I just expected a little bit more from this one. One thing I do really want to praise, though, is um, Jennifer Lawrence. No, not Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> Hayley yeah, Bennett. No. Yeah, the, no, the, the 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 who who I when my, when I first saw the fucking trailer for this I was like is J Law in this and it's she looks so much like yeah, her no, is she the, not it's, like, um, it is ridiculous it's um she's obviously on, been sorry. hired because just of one that. just one sec my roommate's being a fucking uh, shut the fuck up what shut my roommate oi shut the fuck up he's opening the fridge I I my computer's next to the kitchen sorry come over here come here come here. Come here, say sorry to the fans. No. Come say sorry. No. Come say sorry, you piece of no. shit. <laughs> he's, he's cranky at me. I didn't kiss him after we had sex today, so now he's mad. Um, no, yeah, I, it's always fucking annoying when they get these B-grade actors who play the parts of act. Like, it's very clear that this was written for that very Jennifer Lawrence sort of person. For that, yeah, sort of thing. And like, because she did look like it in the trailers, yeah. and, I, and I was like, hold on, that's not her. I, have, I've, I don't know this girl... From anything, I might have seen her and thought she was Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> but um, the funny thing is, I think she's fucking great. Yeah, she was pretty good. I didn't really think about it much. She's kind of there. She plays that that strong, independent female that is very much going to succeed and win. Like, yeah, I, as well, soon as I, like, I quite liked what because it was you know in such a macho man movie, you had this chick who could hold her own, and she was yeah. the she wasn't going to take no for an answer when she, you know trying to get this team together. Um, and fuck, she could cry. <laughs> like, she, yeah. She did a good she cry. She could cry real good. This chick, Haley Bennett is her name. She has some fucking acting chops and I'm actually keeping an eye on her now. Like I'm 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 interested in this girl. I found I found her um you know quite attractive and quite fucking talented. So yeah. she she really is one of the shining lights to this movie when we've got a, a movie full of, you know, these fun, crazy characters, and she was the one that I, I fucking gave a shit about the most. It's kind of sad. I, uh, yeah, I could, I didn't really care about her though, actually. I didn't really give a shit about her the most. I did like her though. She was fine. There, everything. It's fine. That's the, it's fine. It's fine, yeah. Can we just wrap it up? Can we wrap it up? I'm done. I'm over it. There's nothing. Well, now it's fitting that we're doing a Western that we should go to our segment the good, the, good, the, the bad, bad, and the, and the ugly. ugly. The good, um, the cast. I really like the cast, and that's that's my good. Only one thing, one thing per person. One good thing. Yeah. My good is Denzel. Yeah. Denzel playing Denzel is always good for me. He was even good in The Equalizer. That movie wasn't as like that fucking great, but Denzel being Denzel is great, and he's fucking great as a cowboy. I'd love to see him play more cowboy roles. I think yeah. I think he really suited it. I, I really got behind him when he was kicking all kinds of ass. I you know again I wish they had more to the character, but he was good. It was good. The bad. 
Uh, the story. The story. That's it. I'm just gonna. I'm simple story. story. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I, I don't mind the story so much. Like the the no the the concept plot. of it's fun. It's just the my bad is the character development. Where is it? Where yeah. the fuck is it? Why would you not develop all these interesting characters? It's not. It can be done. We've seen it done all the time. Fucking Fellowship of the Ring. I somehow cared about every single one of that. That yeah, you know true. all those people in that movie. But they can't do it with seven people here who are just generic cowboy sort of things. It's, yep. uh, yeah. Uh, the ugly. Um, that CG scene at the very end was fucking hideous. That is inexcusable. The, the fucking, the, um, Cemetery the tombstones? Scene. That was, that was unbelievably Why? fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. What the fuck was that shit? Yeah, it was fucking hideous, man. It was so bad. <laughs> It was so fucking Yeah, that's bad. ugly as fuck. That is ugly. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have that one, and I'll I'll go with um, like just the lack of sort of camaraderie. You've got this this ensemble thing, and it's 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 just fucking ugly that they're all just standing next to each other. Yeah, it's fucking. Terrible. It's ugly to me. It's fucking disgusting. Look, let's wrap this shit up. All right. Um, look, it's an okay film. It's better than the Equalizer, so at least he's improving as a director. But the film itself is just. It's just a bit shit. There's no, there's no, de there's no development in these characters, so everything has no depth. Filmmaking 101, people, don't let this fucking director make any more films. Give them to someone else that'll do it better. If the Equalizer two comes out, I'll fucking stab my own throat. Uh, it gets a 2.5 out of five. The most average. Average score. <laughs> it's funny because this director seems to be like a kind of go-to for just you know movies that just make a bit of buck. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's not he's not known for making awesome movies, not known for making, making shit bad movies. movies. He's, he's just kind of, in, he's the in that middle ground, yeah. like that, and making these average films exactly like this and that review that you just can. But this yeah. movie made like at the moment has already it's made a hundred and eight million dollars. Like yeah. it's he's gonna get more work. So <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Um, I, I wanna I wanna start my little fucking final thought off with bringing in um my friend Nadine's wrap-up of the film and she said it wasn't the worst movie ever by any means but you took something that could have been great and made it average oh, as yep. fuck yep that's it isn't it that's and i'm it. fucking right on that page there nadine because this movie is average as fuck this has this is the classic middle ground movie remember when we went through that run of just like you know 2.5s and 3s i don't want to be there again man i don't want to be there again let me this tell is you. yeah i feel like this movie belongs in that area because yeah. i i was pretty excited about this movie i really like i was keen for a western i like denzel and i obviously love chris pratt so i really thought that this could be something i wasn't fucking over the moon for it i did yeah. buy you know opening night imax tickets which is usually a, a indication of how I'm kind of keen for something. something. But yeah. the problem is there's no... There's just nothing to these characters. I, I didn't bring it up before. The only two people that I actually believed fucking cared about each other were Ethan Hawke and um, Billy Rocks. You know, his his mate, the knife-throwing Asian dude. Like, they had a bit of a thing going on, but that was mainly because they were just stoner buddies. Yeah, it, it is. There was an audience. <laughs> so audience. if that's the only sort of thing we're getting when we've got seven other characters, like, you know, we've got seven characters all up, that's fucking bullshit. This is just a drop ball in, in terms of that. And this is, this is the sort of stuff people like you and me are looking for. But on the surface level, this movie is great. It has fucking great action. It looks great. It's pretty as fuck. The, the, the performances are good with what they've got. 
Uh, um, I, and you know, Denzel's bringing his A game. So like fucking most people are going to work at, walk out of this pretty satisfied. I feel in fact, um, one of my mates who came to the, to see the movie with me, um, Pete, who actually, he can be quite critical of movies. He fucking loved it. He walked down. He was like, I just liked that. It was fun. Yeah. And I, and I, and I can see that. That's great. If you can get on that, on that fucking page and normally I'm that sort of guy as well. Like, I feel like this, this should have been the podcast where I'm, you know, championing this because yeah. it's usually my sort of thing. But like I said, I was in kind of a shitty mood. So I was, I was sort of picking it apart a lot more than I would normally. But right. um, I, I also went with Reese. I don't, I actually am not sure how Reese sort of felt about it. I think, I think he liked it, but Reese, if you're listening to this, write your review in the comments under our Facebook post down below here. I'd, I'd like to know how you, fucking thought about this one but i thought it was average as fuck i think this this movie i don't hate it i don't love it it's just like meh there's no characters there's enough action to keep me entertained i give it a 2.5 as well the most average of average scores very very nice well it's another end to the show everybody we hope you've enjoyed this week yeah it's just kind of i hope i hope more movies i think because this was kind of the the movie i was looking forward to reviewing next like the most like obviously mm. we've got star wars later in the year um we've got doctor strange coming up a few other things fantastic beasts it's like there's some good things coming up but hasn't it, it just fucking dipped in the cinema world at the moment if there's one thing that review like it's great to talk about it's superhero oh wait that's a lie superhero films are fucking horrid i hate them <laughs> fucking hate talking about them i hate thinking about them i hate watching them they're all the fucking same i already know the plot to this doctor strange he doesn't like magic. He doesn't believe in it. Suddenly he buys into it. Suddenly he's amazing. He's got to face off with some enemy that he already knew before he became the superhero and then he wins. That's the fucking plot to Doctor mm, Strange. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I am a little bit more excited about Doctor Strange after seeing some of the latest trailers. It looks very Inception-y, which kind of excites me. Inception crossed with a superhero movie. Could I think that's why cool. it doesn't excite me because I don't think... Uh, Marvel are sort of going to give it the intelligence it deserves. You feel like really Marvel is. are done? You feel like they've, their no, best days are behind I think, them? I just think like with, a, with like a, you know, there's a lot of spirituality and sort of like perception and stuff and perception is reality sort of themes in Doctor Strange, you know, like that's yeah. how I feel. And I feel like Marvel are going to go down the same route of traditional, they, they you know, they've got a, they've got like a formula that works and I feel like they're just going to dabble and, 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 give off that sort of vibe of that percent like those yeah things. okay not, i see they're not going to really go there you know like they're not going to really make a film that's going to go whoa like that's fucking crazy it's going to be a superhero film where the fucking like where like the world bends into two but like mm. it's a, it's going to be a little bit shit i think to be honest i, don't, I hope really... they inject a little bit of that shit into there i, I, I really it... do i like i do feel like it's still going to be a popcorn flick which yeah. is fine because that's marvel but I, I feel like this one might be a little bit deeper but listen, we'll have to hold our fucking judgment for a few weeks because that one's not until, yeah. um, I think, the 27th. Yeah. And it's the end of this month. So we've got a few movies in, in the meantime. We're going to go back to watching fucking shitty bad movies. What's next week? Well, now we're, we're finally getting to a movie that I haven't actually seen. Um, What's that? Because I've, I've just realized like most of the other ones that we've been talking about You've have been seen. ones that I've had some sort of connection to. Yeah. This one is known as one of the granddaddies of fucking bad movies. In fact, I think it won worst movie of the decade 
in the the noughties with the the Razzie Awards. I think it it just outdid Freddy Got Fingered. It stars John Travolta. It's a sci-fi film. It's called Battlefield Earth. Yeah, I haven't seen this either. Let's, I've um... actually avoided it because it never gave me any interest. It like I think from from memory, I think Travolta has some like weird like Klingon looking fucking makeup on. It's apparently it's just fucking rat shit, and I'm so excited to watch it. <laughs> All right, Battlefield Earth is the next step in our journey of presenting ourselves to starting this horrible, horrible. That's it, and we we've got another two weeks after that to talk about shitty movies. I've got some in mind, but if the listeners out there have something that may have got a bit of an unfair rap. Is it really that bad? Let me know and we'll put it into the schedule. Post it on our Facebook. Post it on our Facebook. It's been a wonderful, lovely time with you all this week. Follow us on Stitcher, iTunes and Podbean. We love you very much. Play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film The Magnificent Seven, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track The Magnificent Seven is performed by Alma Bernstein, and the track The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Titles, is performed by Ennio Morricone. (laughs) 